Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined as always by JR Dad. Hi. I see you're double fisting it over there tonight, JR Dad. Well, it was, you know, my usual strength in logistics was that I'd poured myself a beer and then you said, oh, I'm going to make a cocktail. And I was like, hey, yeah, that's great. Make me a cocktail. That's fantastic. And I just now have found both of them. Isn't there a thing about like having beer and then liquor and then in the order that you're supposed to do it? I think you can flip it however you want to adjust to your circumstances. What was that? Guac's head on the bottom of the table. Oh, all right. Um, cool. So uh, welcome to the No Rules podcast. Yay. <laughs> you, uh, I've got some stuff. I've got some content <laughs> if we need it. Go ahead. Feed uh, it into the machine. Do <laughs> you have anything you want to talk about? Specifically off the top of my head? Yeah. No, it's all... No, we're not doing any COVID-19 stuff, and we're not doing news, so everything's good. All right, cool. Uh, I was doing the live stream tonight where I was, like, out on the beach with the dogs and playing fetch, and then when we do that, like, there's a chat option so people can, you know, people ask questions. I generally do, like, Q&A. Yeah, I've seen those. Even I have seen those things. You've never asked me a question. Those little words scroll up. Yeah. You've never posted one. No, I could just yell down the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I probably have done that. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Chat like, can I bring you Vank? <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. She's done with her shower. <laughs> I think you should. Next one, you should totally do that. <laughs> Vank says, stop talking. <laughs> uh, so, one person asked tonight, uh, dog unrelated, how do I get over a heartbreak? And I gave an answer on They're that. They're not worth it. I mean, that's true. Fuck them. Yeah. They're not worth it. There was also a 12-year-old, and they're like, all the cursing, I'm 12. And I was like, well, 12-year-old, I hope this isn't the first time you're hearing this kind of language. It won't be the last time. Yeah. Uh, aren't, aren't you quarantined? <laughs> you can be quarantined and watching the live stream. <clears throat> also sounds like someone saying they're a 12-year-old boy. I don't know that it was a boy. I, I kind of assumed it was a person. girl. But yeah. 12-year-old person. Anyway. Uh, Wait, they're not even allowed to be on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to report you to oh, Facebook. Oh, crap, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, this was on YouTube, so, you know, hashtag no rules. Guac. Hashtag, you got to be 18. You don't have to be 18. You have to be 13, though, or have parental per- permission. There but, you go. The uh, 12-year-old ran right into that legal loop, legal conundrum. Well, I'm not collecting any personal data <laughs> about anybody. You. So, uh, They actually ask you, YouTube now is, um, you know, YouTube's owned by Google, and uh, so COPA says that it's like really aggressive rules for getting consent to collect personal data for people who are under 13. Yeah. And I'm sure they have been hit with many lawsuits about it. But now, like when I start a live stream, I, it's like, is this intended for children? And you have to say, no, it's not intended for children. So they're being like really aggressive. Every time I post like the daily snaps, it's like you are obligated to tell us if this is intended for children because then they collect data differently so that's interesting so if you're 13 or 12 and you're listening to it don't narc and we won't bust you (laughs) i mean i'm not collecting any data so i'm in the clear no matter what no narking so the question on the live stream was how do you get over a heartbreak and uh i Hmm. had a random story about that that i thought (laughs) this is good this is good gen random stories are what the no rules podcast sort of is about it seems like uh, so I thought I'd tell that story here for the people who were not on the live stream. So uh, I was married when I was in my early 20s. 
which we've talked about on the podcast. So I got married right when I started my PhD. I got divorced right when I ended my PhD. We talked about this last week with the guy who's like, we've gone through the same relationship drama. I broke up with my high school girlfriend. <laughs> 15 years ago, too. (laughs) So, uh, as we mentioned in the last No Rules podcast, my divorce was not traumatic. At the same time, it still sucks to get divorced, right? Because it's like you have failed at a thing that you promised you would do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, Even though it's a good idea, it's like, it's a sucky feeling. Like, I, I never liked having the label, like, divorced, right? Like, there were forms, and it's like, are you married, single, divorced? And I just put single. Fuck you. Like, my marital history is not your business. I'm single. Exactly. So That's like asking how many partners have you had or something. It's ridiculously personal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, being divorced kind of sucks, even though, like, this particular relationship breakup was not the most upsetting thing like it was clearly a good idea we there was no strife or anything it was mutual too like it wasn't like one person was like oh we must stay together you're my no life partner no we both were like well we've been doing this stupid thing for a long time (laughs) guac what the heck hang on guac is better guac drank a lot of seawater and uh guac may never learn that he drinks a lot of seawater and then feels really bad after First he those puked things. on the bed. And then he had a weird face and I was like, I think we should go outside. And <laughs> weird then, face? Yeah. For him? Weird face for him. <laughs> Why the long face? That's his face. <laughs> uh, we made it down three steps before he puked it all out. So, Anyway, okay. So we're getting over heartbreak. I was married. That was not a heartbreak when I got divorced. Um, but as is typical of people who get divorced, we're going to exempt GR dad. Uh, you get divorced I didn't and you say I was typical of anything. Yeah, you often end up in a bad rebound relationship or two or three. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're exempting to your dad because I'm the first person he dated after he got divorced. Oh. Um, and that was a great idea. It was the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> you are a rare exception. Most people I am enter. so lucky to be married to you just for all sorts of reasons. I tell you that all the time. We have this back and forth where she's like you are so lucky to be married to me because I, I go, make I made great key lime pie. <laughs> I, I made this guacamole. This is delicious guacamole. You're so lucky to be married to me. Somebody makes good guacamole. And I agree. Yep. Uh, you are lucky to have escaped divorce without the bad rebound relationship. I mean, I guess we, we had it rough for a few months, but... I got all the pain out myself. You took so so long getting around to it that it basically was like several relationships. Yeah, maybe that was part of the trauma of being divorced. I don't process things the same way as you, certainly. Well, I mean, when we started dating, like I was dating other people, right? We weren't, it's not like we jumped into exclusive dating. I was dating other people for uh, probably six months. Yep. Yep. Which is also. That was a mistake. Oh my God. <laughs> That's another story. Several more drinks before I talk about that disaster. I don't feel too bad about that one. No, no, that is all on me. Uh, Man, was that. It's also like against my nature. Like, my orientation is monogamous for sure. And so, dating two guys at once was. No. Even if the other guy had not been a complete psycho. Yeah. That was a bad idea. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. We are rambly. Let's get back to that. This person wants an answer how do i get over heartbreak so i got divorced and uh had a couple chop chop yeah a couple <laughs> ba- variously bad rebound relationships and one of them was with a guy so i was 28 when i got divorced uh i dated this guy who was 20 
He could not legally drink, and I had a PhD. He was still an undergrad, and I had a PhD. Oh, it was such a bad idea. It was such a bad idea. Is that Swizz barking at ghosts? I think so. I think we have ghosts. Thank you, Swizz. Um, It'd be good to have ghosts, actually, but that's for a different time. Yeah, I mean, the guy who, the people who lived here before, the guy died. He could have died in the house. We don't know. Maybe he's in the elevator. Haunted elevator. That's why it didn't work for a while, because he was, like, (laughs) jamming it. So our elevator repair guy is also a secret exorcist. He's very good at what he does. He's a nice guy. Okay, so dated this 20-year-old. I was 28. I had a PhD. He was an undergrad. It was a very bad idea. He was he had borderline personality disorder. Oh, goodness. Uh, that was not good. It, he had a lot of problems, and he was not nice to me at all. This is what the real problem is. Like, for Pete's sake, you deserve someone who's nice, super nice to you. Not nice to me. One thing he would do is, like, we'd go out to dinner... And then I'd say something he didn't like. And that could be something really innocuous, like, I read the New York Times today, and then for some reason that would set him off as just like, that is the worst thing a person could do. It really was stuff that innocuous. And then he would not talk to me. So we'd be like out to dinner, and he'd just stop talking. And so then when we would sit there like in silence for an hour until, you know, finally like, because you're relatively stoic about these things, too. You'd be like, well, I'm not going to do anything either. I mean, I'm just going to sit it out. Like, I, I, what can you do if the other person won't talk to you? If you ask questions and they won't respond, it's like, I can't. I, I mean, I could have. And this is, see, this is getting to why I was really mad at myself. What I absolutely should have done when the guy clearly was like, I'm going to punish you by not talking, is like, drop a 50 on the table if I was feeling generous walk the fuck out and have him find his own way home right that's what i should have done but you know i'm kind of like well you know i drove us here we're like in the middle of dinner and and he didn't announce it ahead of time that that was his plan either so keep hoping that he'll be like snap out of his stupid stupidness yes no but could you stop whatever you're doing over there dear dad i'm brushing guac with with my hand hand. I will stop doing it. Jordan <laughs> keeps like, he, he has to come back up to the mic to make comments and then he dives away from the I mic. I do think that's very dramatic. I, like <laughs> the fan, good, I think the, the sound effect is awesome. The fans can't see that. Dude, that they can hear like the dynamics. <laughs> All, right. All right, I will stop. Thank you. Um, yeah so like he would do stuff like that all the time a lot of gaslighting i mean he was a real asshole to me and i put up with it which is very out of my character like i'll put up with some bullshit and a lot of certain kinds of bullshit but that kind of stuff is not a thing i normally put up with and this is just a sign that like i was you know rebounding and you know not treating myself well and like you know was sort of messed up and eventually i think it was at we had some dinner like that. It was actually at Two Amy's, which is like a fantastic Neapolitan pizza place in D.C. And it was another one of those where it's like he didn't... I said something that upset him, and he didn't talk to me for the whole dinner. And so I drove him home, and he made some comment, and he's like, well, fine, I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, I don't want you to ever talk to me again. Nice. <laughs> and, and I left, and like that was it. And then like two weeks later, he's like, I'm really sorry. Could we go get dinner? I'm like, fuck no. 
I like meant it. <laughs> like, I mean, I was just like, and I'm done with this, right? So I dated the guy for a couple months. This was not like a serious. Oh, then that was an appropriate level of breakup, right? Like equal to the length of the relationship. Two weeks, you don't have to have a lengthy explanation yeah, or expose right. or scroll of reasons and discussions. That's, that's right. Fine. It's like that's eight fine. weeks. It was. You could just be like, okay, done. Two done. weeks. Eight, no, two months. Two months misspent. Fine. Yes, fine. The, it's that's over. right. Uh, and so that was fine. So done with that, right? But I was so mad at myself. Mm. I was so mad that I let this guy treat me like such crap. And it was not just that stuff. I mean, like he like made some homophobic comments at one point and I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he'd go like, my generation just thinks these things are funny. And I'd be like, what? You're not, we're not that far apart in age. Two, you're homophobic asshole, right? Uh, A lot of like Madonna whore complex, like just a lot of really terrible stuff that is so outside my character to like even put up with a conversation with someone. And so I broke up with this guy and I was so mad at myself. So I was not heartbroken over this guy who I was very relieved to be done with and pissed off that I had spent any time with. But I was so heartbroken with myself for like putting up with that shit, even for a short amount of time, even though I know kind of why I was in a place to be susceptible to it. And I could not get over being angry about it. So I only dated him for a couple months, but it was like a year later and I would still be up at night mad at myself oh, about no, it, the, right? The, mid, the midnight, the like early morning Like 1 a.m. sitting your in brain bed. is your worst. Yeah, that's it's like, terrible. I recriminated myself many times longer than the relationship <laughs> lasted, but I was just, I could not get over it. Oh. And so this is not quite the same thing as as heartbreak in you know, like, oh, I can't believe, you know, this person isn't with me anymore and what am I going to do without them? Um, but I feel like it's the same kind of thing, right? Where you're just like, you're sad and you're kind of angry and you're going back over everything. And so the thing that sort of broke me out of that is that it was literally like 1 a.m. some morning and I'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep and I'm super angry at myself and I'm just feeling terrible. So I got this t-shirt that he had bought me and some other thing that I either had bought like for him or that he had got me. I don't even remember, but I, it was mostly this t-shirt and I cut it up and I made a voodoo doll out of it. Nice. And, you know, I spent some time doing it. It was good. Creepy ass <laughs> voodoo doll. Uh, you know, I'd like cut out pieces of the t-shirt. I'd roll them up into little tubes for like the arms and the legs. And I'd like had something that I could like tie the nice. bits off with. You shouldn't have left that there. That gives you the power. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I like had like hair for it. I made it a little dress. Mm. I mean, I probably spent like two and a half hours knotting this thing together. This is good. It was cre- and It was like a black t-shirt. It was creepy, right? This like faceless black fabric voodoo doll like all tied up and uh you know i like stuck pins in the yeah you would like throw it around eventually i did you give it to the dog to eat you know i had said on the live stream i buried it in the backyard but that must have been something else because i was thinking about it i actually now i so i making the voodoo doll cathartic fucked around with it made (laughs) me feel better and then it was like sitting in a drawer 
for oh, a while. Yeah, it sure. sat in like the back of my nightstand drawer. I sold it on eBay. Jared had last because he knows this is totally a kind of thing I would do. I was like cleaning out the bedroom. I mean, we were together, right? So years, yeah, yeah. A, probably a decade later, found it in the back of a drawer. And, uh, and try, I, I definitely buried, buried a voodoo doll in my backyard. So it must have been a different one that I made. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I do not practice or believe in voodoo, right? It's just me making little dolls that I call voodoo dolls. There's nothing spiritual about this. Yeah, you've killed very few people that way. Yeah. <laughs> as far as we know. So, uh, yeah, it's on the live stream. I buried it in the backyard. But then I was thinking, this one I did not bury in the backyard. I found it years later in the back of a drawer. And I put it on eBay. And I didn't lie. I was like, you know, voodoo doll created to like purge the bad spirits of a bad relationship um you know has been spiritually cleansed now for you you know like i mean there's all kinds of like weird voodoo shit on ebay so i made it sound did you like put holy water on things. it did you try to look i mean i may have you may have i i think I mean, I you may have i know you have some holy lo- water somewhere it's Lord's water oh, that I have. That's almost better. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't want to lie to anyone, even though I don't believe in any of this. So I probably did say some, you know, look up like how do you reset a voodoo doll <laughs> and like said whatever it was. <laughs> Sold it to somebody on eBay for like 30 bucks. And then they wrote back to me like two weeks later. And they're like, we really want to thank you for the voodoo doll. Like I had it in my house and... Uh, like a couple nights after I had had it, I actually heard a voice coming from it. And it was like, you know, really soothing for me. And I felt like it was a protective spirit. And so I just want you to know that, like, I really appreciate that, like, you've entrusted this to us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, look, so, it had good it effect. It worked That's for great. them. Great, great, It worked great. for them. Uh, but making that voodoo doll, like, I'm going to cut this shit up that he gave me. And I made this thing. And it was just like a way to like really focus and take out my frustrations and sort of like manifest it in this physical way and like sticking pins in it or whatever. Like that was not the cathartic part. It was making the thing. If I, if I were your therapist and yeah. boy, would that be a <laughs> dumb idea? What a role reversal that would be. But it's like you stop being angry at yourself and you could be angry at that dickhead. And like you could focus it with the yeah. doll because he's the you shouldn't ever have been angry at yourself. <laughs> like that was the like that was so unfair to yourself. Yeah. So I mean, what? He was an a total manipulative asshole. And did, you don't like get mad at yourself because you were kidnapped by someone. You, you get mad at the kidnapper. Yeah. God. That, that definitely was part of the problem. So Good job. That was very good self care really. thank you it worked it really did work i no. mean it like i wasn't like and the next day everything was gone but it's like the next day i felt way better and i was not staying up in the middle of the night and it really was a thing that kind of helped me get over it and i think part of it like in a more general sense than what you're saying is that doing projects as i have mentioned is absolutely my coping style which is why anytime something stressful comes up you see me like do these projects um y- you know with the COVID stuff, like I've had all kinds of projects that, you know, we're doing commencement, we're doing the races, whatever. Um, but you know, when we've lost the dogs, I've had projects that people have probably seen too. Um, small indicators are like there's contractor trash bags around the house and you're like, one of your projects is often your go-to is like, get rid of some crap. Let's just get rid of some crap. I haven't worn this dress in two years. I'm getting rid of it. I'm selling it. I'm, (sighs) this skirt is 
not doesn't fit. I'm getting rid of it. it makes me feel so good. Yeah, just that's something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Purging stuff is absolutely my favorite project, uh, which I can't really do here because we don't have that much stuff here in Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so doing projects is is part of my coping style for sure, whatever it is. And uh, and I think this was just like, how do you, you know, the project doesn't have to be about the thing that's stressing you out. Like when my dog Pie died. We cut down a tree in my yard. Do you remember that? Like we put her down in the morning and then we spent all afternoon like cutting down this tree, chopping it up, bundling it up, putting it out there. And it's like, you don't have to cut down the tree today. But it was like, I need a project, like just a thing to focus my attention on because that absolutely helps me deal with stress. And so I think this was like a a little thing, but it was like a little relationship that I was just outsizedly upset about. And so... You know, doing projects is not everyone's coping style for sure, but I encourage you all to try it because nothing bad comes out of it, right? Especially now. Like, nobody's going to see anything you do. Like, you you make a stupid voodoo doll out of, like, some presents that he got you or whatever. You take pictures and list everything on eBay and write sell it. Write poetry. You could write a story. Write stuff. art. I mean, these are things that you yeah. can then decide if you share or not, but it'll help you. I, I think so, totally. Like, whatever you feel like, I am enjoying this process. You don't have to be good at it, right? Like, I'm going to make a thing. I am enjoying the process of making the thing. And it doesn't matter if anybody sees it or if it's any good. And maybe it is and maybe it's not. But just, like, putting your energy into making something as opposed to thinking about a thing that's been destroyed, right? That's like It's like a counteracting of that. I have lost this thing and it makes me upset. So I'm going to create this other thing and you're counteracting it and create in a way that you like. I think it's worth trying. It may not work for you. And then the worst case, you've like made some crappy art or baked some bad bread or made a stupid voodoo doll that you throw away. Like nothing bad happens. No. Um, I have some general advice. Yeah. Give, give advice. Don't be mad. Don't. And just cut it off if the heartbreak advice yeah if your relationship's over don't pine for it don't try to get it back don't carry a candle like that's corrosive and hard yeah just just say it's over works it's don't be angry try to be kind don't be mad at the other person it just wasn't it takes two to tango you can't force it yeah you're not entitled to anything they probably deserve to be mad at yeah, yeah, that's right. But, but but it doesn't help to be. That's right, and we don't know if you're the initiator or the the dumpy and and all this, and so it, it it's all it depends. But it's always two people, right? If one person wants out, then they want out, and and it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Don't get mad. Uh, but move on. Yeah, I think that is totally move on. Don't expect to come back. This is like the whole society rom coms and everything is always about, and then they got back together just three months later because he wouldn't let her alone or that's stereotypical yeah it's he stalking her and then she like (laughs) that's not a sign of love you guys forgets all the reasons why the relationship was toxic in the first place and gets back to don't just it's fine move on and then you know and then you're not like toxic to other people and you're probably someone will be interested in you again this is very good advice. Yeah, unless you broke it's hard up. To do it's better to. It's yeah, to get. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, unless you broke up for some external reason, like oh, he was mm. 
shipped off to war. Sure. And like couldn't deal. And oh, now he's back. <laughs> fine. Okay, fine. Like you have permission to try that again. But Where? usually you broke up for a reason. And unless you fixed that reason, and it can't be, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry for the reason. That, that, no. Yeah. And don't think you can fix the other person or that they'll change because they don't. They no, won't. They it's won't. not you. And it's not because you're not trying hard enough or whatever. People aren't, are just going to do what they're going to do. You're not, you can't change them. Yeah. So how do you get over heartbreak? I don't know. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Make a voodoo doll. Yeah, I mean, even if you're the person who screwed up, right? So, like, you're in a relationship, you cheated on your partner, they found out and dumped you, and you're heartbroken, and you feel really bad that you cheated, and you wish you could have the person back, and you wish you could undo it. Okay, so, you screwed up. Uh, You still screwed it up. So, like, your focus can't be, how do I get the person back who I hurt really bad? It could maybe be figure out why I would do this thing, right? Like we all do toxic things of varying levels in relationships and you got to figure out why you do those toxic things. If if you are the person who screwed up, figure out why you did the bad thing and then like work on yourself so you don't do that bad thing going forward. Yeah, but don't expect it to work with that same person. No, you you already broke that. That's like you yeah, that's kind of a major. But in general, right? If you go through if you're heartbroken, therapy's not a bad thing because you know, you're going to be wondering, was it something I did in the relationship? Was And it probably was. There probably was something you could work on. Online therapy is great, by the way. So even if you can't oh. get somewhere now, I did. Uh, so I have like my... Do we have a sponsor for online therapy? We should. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Uh, like when I was in, you know, before we moved, I saw my therapist, you know, once a month in Maryland, like regular in-person therapist. And, uh, you know, kind of hit the end of what I was trying to work on there and it happened to coincide with us coming down here and then there was like a smaller thing where it's like I probably wouldn't have gone to my regular therapist for that but wanted to kind of work out and so I tried better help like the online uh therapy thing which totally should be our sponsor because uh, they sponsor all these podcasts but they don't sponsor that's us. the Michael Phelps thing yes right. I think be, it, right? it, it, yeah, I don't remember if that's the specific one or if he did a different one. No. But it was great. It was like I had a very specific thing I wanted to work on. I got paired up with someone who was like super competent, like had me do, you know, some ex- I mean, we talked like four times. Um, super straightforward. It was really nice. And and we just did it on the phone. Like I didn't even do video chat. Like we just call and like Oh, talk so to it is it's one step further than emails or letters. Oh, right. Yeah, texts. So you, you can, can talk do, on the phone. Yeah, so you can do text and email, like messaging within the app. You can do it on the phone. You can also do video chat, like sit down video chat sessions. Um, but I like to walk around. I don't need her to look at my face. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're just like feeling crappy, you gotta, you know. And I think actually now, like they sent, I've, I've stopped doing it because I kind of worked through the thing that I had to work through. But I got an email from them and they're like, you know, because of COVID-19, like we know everybody's stressed out. So I think they're actually doing like a couple weeks free or some kind of discount because they're like, look, come try it. If you need to work through things like great. And I think they figure a lot of people will stay. Um, but anyway, any of those I think is worth trying if you don't have a regular therapist. And just like if, if you're if you've got something so immediate, like I have had a breakup and I'm heartbroken and I feel really bad and I don't know how to get over it. Like. 
two or three sessions with a therapist can give you just some really useful ways of thinking to kind of interrupt that and make you feel better. Oh, and they, they're just a sounding board of like, oftentimes it's just to reassure you that you're normal and that you're not the only one who's ever had this has happened to that this is like you didn't monumentally find a new way to screw up or something yeah but also like and here's how to interrupt these unhelpful thought patterns that i i certainly would get stuck in yeah you know they wouldn't have suggested the voodoo doll that was self-help that was pretty good you know my regular therapist had me do all kinds of little projects he had me make a t-shirt once it's true, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what's the worst thing? Like, whatever. Like, what's the core thing at your anxiety that is gonna, you know, that like you worry people are gonna think? And it was, it was something like that. And I, I went to him specifically because I was having kind of health anxiety, right? Like hypochondriac kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, I worry that like stuff is gonna go wrong with me just randomly, and then people are gonna say it's like my fault, right? Like, it, which of course we do all the time. Like, oh, they have cancer. Well, that's because they smoked or whatever. Like they right. brought it on themselves. Hey, whooping cough. Well, they shouldn't have gone to the doctor's office with that kid there or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I've got a real sensitivity around that, and so the T-shirt I ended up making is supposed to like embody that worst thing. Guac. Guac's <laughs> real thirsty. Might puke that out again. Right. Uh, so my t-shirt said something like, every disaster I have brought upon myself. It's something like that. Or It's I, all my fault. Or so, it was something I ha- that, I ha- like, I made that a bad. Few. Yeah. It's all my fault. Um, I deserve every bad thing that's happened to something me. Something terrible like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, wa- I saw these t-shirts and I was cringing. Yeah. And you're like, this is great. I I'm feel like, this is working through my anxiety. And I'm like, dear dad, what would be on your t-shirt? And he's like, don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> nope, nope, oh, nope. You have some suggestions, I know. <laughs> uh, like, what's your worst anxiety? Put it on a t-shirt and confront it. Wear it around. Like, wear it out to the grocery store yeah. and people are going to think I'm, it. I'm unable to help people or something. It was something like that. Like, there were a few. I mean, oh, I yeah, have, there like, were some good ones. I have, I'd need like 20 different t-shirts, but, but one of them was something like that. Yeah. I, I failed the people I love or something. Oh yeah. Terrible. That was oh, something like that. I'm getting like <laughs> tense just thinking <laughs> about it. Get the ghiblies over there. <laughs> yeah. So th- that was like a little project thing that the therapist gave me and I didn't, it's funny. Like I went back the next week and I wore the t-shirt he's like, you had those shipped overnight, didn't you? And I was like, of course I did. Also, it freaks me out that you know me so well that I would have these t-shirts <laughs> made and shipped overnight. Yeah, he, he, he gets it. He yeah, gets he, it. he did. So, uh, you know, sometimes they will. I mean, I could totally have seen therapist Dave being like, yeah, make a voodoo doll. Yeah, it's true. Because he, he understands that your project helps being pro- projecty. Yeah. Um, supportive of that. Yeah. But yeah, in any case, uh, yeah, not a bad idea to see a therapist. There's plenty of self-help stuff too online, but yeah, don't blame yourself. You know, figure out like what you did that could have exacerbated it without necessarily going like you're the problem. And it's hard though. It's it, hard. It like is. trying to be not defensive is hard when you kind of get defensive about being defensive. I mean, it just gets. It's just hard to break out of your freaking habits. Yeah, I know this better than Jen. Well, she had to wear T-shirts, though, so I guess I'm right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got help for mine, and I'm better now. You are great. I'm lucky to be married <laughs> to you. <laughs> anyway, uh, there you go. I made a voodoo doll and cured my problems. 
and then sold it on Etsy. That is really the kicker. It's like, when I was done with it, I still got 30 bucks for it. Sold it on eBay and made someone happy. (laughs) So good. Oh, not Etsy, eBay. eBay. eBay voodoo doll. (laughs) I would never buy someone else's voodoo doll. It's got residual stuff. If you believe in voodoo, like, you got to... I that. guess that's a good thing that it has residual stuff, right? That's the the beauty of it. It's like it has power. It, I mean, these people felt like it it brought a very calming, pleasant spirit into their life. It's interesting, because you, you, it did have a lot of p- power and spiritual force for you. It was just not calming. Just not in that way. <laughs> just not in that way, right? You injected it's just a like, lot of anger into it. Yeah, well, and then I cleansed it, and then it was fine. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so yes, I don't, I don't believe in voodoo at all, but... Uh, making a thing worked and I'm very very pleased to have like I was telling that story and then just remembering like oh no I actually sold that one on eBay was just like such a happy memory for me now we have to figure out what the hell's buried in the yard (laughs) (laughs) I think after that chicken chicken bones no 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 no, blood after I'm a vegetarian after I made that voodoo doll uh, I kind of just got into like the habit of making like meaningless voodoo dolls like you can make them out of like you get a pair of like nylons or stockings or whatever you stuff them with stuff um like i know we would make them in our lab it was just like a fun little joke thing we had uh so there must be one i know i did a thing so when i put the patio in the backyard i don't know if the the timing works on this yeah so i have a brick patio in the backyard in maryland i put a little time capsule Oh, under it cool. um yeah like the workers had half done and so i went out there one night and i dug a little hole and i had like a tin that i think like a bottle of bailey's had come in like a at christmas oh, yeah, or something round, yeah, yeah, yeah big round like cylinder tin and so i put in you know like all the normal stuff like a little letter and a picture like a Aww. newspaper from the day i think i put the voodoo doll in there maybe and Without buried it we won't know until the patio's ripped up just to like freak the fuck out of anybody who's like "Ooh, look at this a time capsule oh fuck it's got a voodoo doll in it i think that that may be and that would just be a random meaningless one but it was funny to me to put it in there that might be the one that i buried in the backyard huh interesting anyway i love that i sold the actual helpful one on ebay like that's so me it so embodies me like, yeah <laughs> It's a real gen story. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, there you go. That's a no rules podcast. If there ever were one. Yeah. We've. Yeah. We've. Do you want me to tell you another secret? Tell. Yeah. Secret? Like, there's too many secrets already being divulged. Though maybe I should save some, or else people won't stop listening. Oh no! Keep coming. No, no. Bring it. You did once. One of the presents you gave me was in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. You ordered a body bag with a zipper. It was a body bag. <laughs> You're like, here, it's a gift. And I went up to the room oh and there was a God. body bag <laughs> totally in the room. Totally forgot about that. I bought GR Dad a, a black suit. body bag. No, but it's a body bag. <laughs> so I got him a suit, like a like a custom-made suit. And I, I probably had like a shirt with French cuffs and a tie. And I got him a whole outfit, like a Christmas or birthday yep. present. And I'm like... I'd like a clever way to give this to him. So I bought like a life-size uh, blow-up doll makes it sound sexual. It was not like no, inflatable it's like the guy in mannequin. Airplane. It was like the bottom yes. of the airplane, but without the sexual part. Yeah. So like an inflatable body, I dressed it in the suit. And then I actually had tried to make a coffin because uh, <laughs> I thought that would be funny. Like I was going to make it out of cardboard. Oh, and, geez. And I got all this 
um, like wood grain print duct tape. Oh. And I probably spent like two hours. That's in the, a buttload of duct tape. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I bought like a case of it and uh, was trying to make this thing. And I just couldn't, like it wasn't holding. Structurally, I do not have the skills to make a coffin. You're going to give cardboard. me a coffin with yeah, body Cardboard coffin. Great. And you can buy fake coffins, but the, you can, I mean, you can buy cardboard coffins, but they're relatively expensive. And I, I was like, I've already bought him this suit. I don't want to spend like a hundred bucks on a cardboard coffin just for a joke. And so... <laughs> so you spent 60 bucks on a body oh bag. Oh no, body bags are cheap. <laughs> oh geez. Yeah, you can buy them on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, spent 10 bucks on this black body bag <sighs> under like forensic supplies. It's a freaking body bag. It has like a, like a label for the vitals and the, yeah. the information. It has a big zipper on it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, on the floor of the room, Jared upstairs. Then I took the blow up corpse dressed in the suit present for dear dad and put it in the <laughs> body bag and I, did i write your info on the body bag i don't think so don't you, that think would have so. been a little too dark yeah you didn't want me dead you just <laughs> want me to have dark. the suit i just put a suit on a corpse in a body bag and yeah. give it to you so I was like, there's a freaking body bag <laughs> and then i open it and there's a freaking <laughs> body in a suit <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot i did that i'm you so funny give yourself credit <laughs> for that Oh my god. Yeah, so I don't know what to expect around here ever. Can't ever, believe I forgot. Ever. That. God, I'm hilarious. You just never know. You might wander into your room and find a freaking body bag. <laughs> and it's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So great. there may be stuff in the backyard. <laughs> There's, you know, witch things under the bed. <laughs> There's all sorts of things. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you like resurfaced that memory. I would not have been able to pull that one out. If someone's out. like, what's the weirdest way you've ever wrapped a gift? I would not have remembered that I gave there you, you the body bag there suit. You. This is why it's good to re- refresh these recollections. It's good to <laughs> share these stories. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you remembered <laughs> that. That makes me very happy. <laughs> now I'm remembering like all the plans. Like I... I had a good time with See, that. I just saw the tip of the iceberg. There was a big iceberg of project there. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All man. right. Are we done? We're done with the secrets for I tonight. I think so. Yeah, I have a word of the week, but we'll save that for Thursday. Yeah, that's for the podcast with rules. Yeah. Um, All right. Well. <laughs> rules. We'll talk to you all on Thursday. All right. Until then. Still don't bite anyone. I mean, there's still that rule. Not unless they ask you to. That's, that's still a rule. Bye. Bye.